Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever in the world you might be. Welcome to 19 to the Dazzle, or as I like to call it, the 1912 podcast. My guest today is Elaine Trash. Elaine is a number of things, actually. This was a good one because um, I'm a very artistically inclined person, um, in a way, not as much as she is, but uh, she's an artist, she's an author, she's a poet. Uh, she's a dancer, she's a singer, she's an actor, and I don't know if I'm missing anything else, she's a whole bunch of things, but uh, this particular episode was one of the most, how should I say this, enlightening that I've had uh, in the recent in, the, in, in, in recent times. Uh, we talk about a whole bunch of different things from uh, her life story to uh, some of her influences for acting, uh, some of the influences for her poetry, uh, dancing, and um, about the books that she's written as well. She's written two books, uh, From Depression to Creation, which is actually a curation of poems, uh, which she wrote throughout the years, and uh, another book called How to Be a Good Husband, which, contrary to what the name is, is actually uh, quite a different quite a different book from what you might think. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that because I'd love, I'd love it if you see if you see this entire episode. It's a really good one. I really, really enjoyed this one. She's a... Um, She's a very enlightened person, to say the least. So, uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Elaine Trash, take it away. Okay, so it's recording. Three, two, one, and we are live. Elaine, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you being on. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's something that I, I I watch your I watch your videos and stuff on on Instagram and everything, and you're very artistically inclined. Um, and you know, I from from what I know of you is that you you've actually acted in a few movies yourself. Were you were you always into acting? Yeah, okay. I think since I was a child, I remember that I was like, uh, when we we figure out what what are gonna uh, when I grow up, what would, would you like to be? So, and then I, I, I be an actress because I was constantly searching for uh, mirrors. I was looking at the mirror and I was like, mm, I, ca- I can, I can act here. So this is a this is a, a television. Okay, so to sum up, since I was a child, I when I was a child, I thought that. We had cameras in my place that really? everybody was watching me. Yeah, just like the, the Truman Show, you know. I had this, feel, this crazy idea that I had to be careful, I had to act carefully because people were watching. It was like a, a big brother or something. And then I was always in front of the mirror selling things. It was like, hey, you can buy this uh, lotion for ten dollars yeah and i was always selling things in front of the mirror and using my mom's stuff all the time and then but when i started going to school really like preschool and they took us to see a play in the theater and i was like oh my god i think that's what that's what that's that's it i want to be there i want to be on stage Mm -hmm. and then i started doing some plays at school as well and at the church because instead of uh, having a very massive mess, just like a boring mess, we are having the kids doing the, the performances for the 
the theme of the how old were you when you were this i have five six oh really that that young yeah Yeah. You know when you know when I was like five, six, or seven, I wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> yeah, before that, before I I I going uh, I before the school sending uh, taking us to the theater, I, I I thought I was going to be a painter, just like a uh, an artist, because I was always drawing, drawing, drawing everywhere. But when I discovered acting, I think it was bling. It was the thing that. My yeah, friend. you know, I I see us like I said before. I see your stuff on on Instagram. I've seen some of your YouTube videos as well, and you know, you have released a few movies, and you have quite a diverse number of roles that that you've that you've done. And I assume yeah. that for someone so for someone to do something like that, you need to place yourself into that character's shoes. And I just want to get your I just want to get your thoughts on like how do you how do you manage to blend these characters in with you know and not sound repetitive when you're doing different sort of um characters and different sort of uh personalities and such yeah i think acting one of the most things is that you have to imagine yourself in that situation you have to create kind of a background story for the character you have to to invent not exactly invent but yeah create new uh, the the environment the best environment for the for the the character as well and then uh one of the things that helps a lot is um some emotion techniques so we can place yourself you, you can channel um one of the the thoughts or energy or feelings that you have and you can put in the you can uh give it to the character mm-hmm. and if you don't for example if i have to play a character that suffered an abortion for example they had an abortion it's not in me because i i never i never had an abortion you never had one <laughs> yeah so how can i portray that without like with, with veracity like for real mm-hmm. um One of the things is, is that I can channel the different energy or different suffering and I can use that. It can be like um, a mother's struggle that I had. So I can kind of remember how bad I felt and then I can transfer it to the, the character. Or it can also be a physical pain that I can use. For example, oh, uh, I had a surgery my, once mm-hmm. and then I know how, how it hurt me so i can recall that the feeling that the what what was what was i was feeling when that was hurting a lot and then i can transfer that that physical pain to guide my emotional pain as well together with the the breathing because you you can use the, your your breath accelerate your breath just to to create that energy in your head that something's wrong is happening it gets your heart rate up as well as you yeah yeah you, you can accelerate your heartbeat and then then you can use the energy for the character and we have to be creative and you have to use our imagination and you don't have to be afraid because we usually people are they don't want to show their their wounds they they tend to hide and being an actress uh, an actor we have to 
to be the, the character. So we, we cannot hide our own struggles. We have to be like an open wound and and be generous to our character because we want to hide. It's, it's but it's so ex- uh, it's a, a lot of exposure. So you know, I see a lot of these actors like you. You see these method actors like Jared Leto and I don't know who else, um, Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, these these really famous actors and they're method actors. And they go through, go through like extreme lengths to put this, put themselves in those characters' shoes. Is that is that really an effective technique? I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is a fantastic actor. Um, I know Jared Leto, especially during the uh, Suicide Squad. If you've ever seen that movie, it's it's a pretty stupid movie, but he played the Joker in the Suicide Squad, and he did all sorts of crazy things on the set. Like he used to send like dead animals to, uh, to the actors, and I don't know what all kinds of really disgusting things essentially. Do you think is that that's like really an effective method to act and to put yourself into your character shoes, or is it just like, you know, going overboard? Depends. We have we have to to work with whatever works for us. For example, I can trigger myself using the emotion needs. I can use music some music that trigger my emotion state. I can use like physical pain, as I mentioned. I can use, can do a, a very extreme laboratory in order to feel exactly like the character. And sometimes it's, in, it's interesting when we are going to, we have to kind of spend the whole day as if we were the character. Like I'm gonna brush my, brush my kit as if I'm the character. I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna, cook food thinking as if I'm that character. So it's kind of, it's, it's so for, from other people around us, it's like, oh, it's weird. Mm-hmm. No, but we have to get the physicality of the, the character. We have to think as the character, we have to to do our things as if we were the character. So we can, we can uh, put more, uh, you can juice up our characters by, by doing this. Right. You know, um... When, when you say that, it reminds me of someone like um, like Jim Carrey. You know, some, like the guy made this movie called Man on the Moon, and he was playing a real-life person. And he imitated this, real, this person in real life. And there was an interview with him, I think, um, where he talks about how he went insane trying to do that because... It become there comes a point where you don't you forget who you are and you you're 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 playing this personality, and it becomes so intense that you sort of forget what you were before this personality, right? So in that entire year that the guy was shooting Man on the Moon, um, he did uh, he was in that character twenty four seven, twenty four seven, and when the movie finished and the the production happened and the movie released he sort of felt this void that it's kind of hard because, you know, you're, you're not that character, but you've been, you've been acting this way for over a year, you know? So I'm, I'm, that's why, that's why I asked you about that, about, about method acting. And if that's like the, the most right, that's, that's the best way to act. But I don't think you go to those lengths though. No, I think like, for example, in this case, uh, as I mentioned, what makes the actor feel like uh, what he feels that works for him. Like, uh, 
what's what makes because if we try like using a methodology or using a kind of technique it's not going to work so we have to create something that will work we have to trigger ourselves to work if it's necessary for someone to go like this uh uh like spending the whole day as a character like a whole month as a character the person will do that but if it's it's not the case have to find another way and it's important to keep the balance because you cannot lose yourself if you feel like you're losing the conscious of who you are something's wrong because we need to be we need to um, be able to assess our character but also to assess ourselves otherwise we're going to be serial killers imagine a guy that uh, wants to be uh, is going to portray a serial killer and wants to be exactly 24/7 as a character he's going to end up killing someone it's it's very extreme but it's it's something that you need to be aware of and that's why there becomes a point really important for actors and artists in general is to um, take care of your mental health it's really important right. to if you're feeling right go ask for help go do some therapy do, go take a break do something uh, but never never let the character swallow you you have mm. to be in service of the character but you're not going to be the slave of the character that's a very good point that is a that's a nice that's a nice saying actually that that's a nice quote to have <laughs> you, should be, you should be in service not a slave <laughs> yeah. you know you've you've played a number of characters on on screen which one was the which one was your favorite now I, I i will admit that i have not seen your movies because i think that because they're not in english and i wouldn't understand them otherwise but you know if if you have like copies of them i'd love to see them sometimes um but which yeah, one's your favorite? Okay, so I have quite a few uh, short films already in English, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the links later. And I, uh, you know, I have I have mostly of them in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And I did one that was really kind of nice to me. It was before I, I came to Canada. I I was in a short film that I was portraying a a person that was suffering from major depression and she was kind of inclined to attempt suicide and everything was going bad in her life everything was going like she was going to lose her mind uh, a relationship that was not going well she the, they broke up and then the relationship with her mother was not going well because her mom was always away was kind of never had time for her and she was basically raised by the the the, the domestic like the the maid that okay like oh, okay mm-hmm. and then there was a very strong scene when the character tries a lot of time to kill herself a lot of attempts and by the end of the and then she wrote a letter um Telling, explaining why she was doing that and why she was planning to end her life. And that's it. And there is a beautiful scene when I use a gun and I kill myself, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What did you like about playing that character, though? It seems like a, it was a very, it seems like a very dark sort of character. Yeah, the the funny thing is that I was talking to someone uh, recently about it because uh, when I'm on stage, like performing uh, on theater, I a live 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 performance, live theater. I am usually the funny character, just like the bubbly, just like a kid, <laughs> like a child, just like a creature, like yee! I'm so it's a crazy, 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 funny, bubbly, and upbeat, but. Usually when I'm doing short films and stuff, people cast me to be like the suffering the person, suffering girl. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, you know, I, I see you and I see you in real life and you're, you're such a, you have such a vibrant and energetic personality, you know, to yourself. You know, you're always really, you're upbeat and, you know, you, you talk, you, you talk very fast and, you seem very excitable as as a person, you know. So, to have you, you play a character which is completely the opposite of the personality you are seems I don't know. It's it, but I I don't understand how they how they make that connection. But clearly, you're good at what what at it. Ah, this is the trick trick thing. I'm not so happy as I look. But anyways, okay. <laughs> another, That's another conversation. Another conversation. <laughs> but no, I feel like. It's quite a very interesting way of being portrayed because, um, you know, it's 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 nice to be funny, be upbeat, but it's also nice because on on screen is nice to 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 see the emotion of the character because it's like we're close, we can see, we can, it's better than be on stage. On stage, you kind of have distance from the, mm. the actors and stuff. But when we we were watching a, f- a short film or a movie or whatever, we are kind of there with the character because we are close, we can identify better. Uh, I think it's really nice when people cast me to do this kind of character because uh, it, it's, it's nice. I can work, uh, I can develop character by going deep. Mm. When it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, but I noticed that you also, but you know, going on these like on these darker characters, you seem to be a big fan of horror. Am I right in saying that? Uh, people call, yeah, in Brazil, people call me the screen queen because I'm always doing really <laughs> crazy things and I, you know, I scream a lot and stuff. And then I have been doing a lot of horror uh, films because I think for independent productions, they always start with something that's bizarre, just like horror films, uh, terror and stuff. And then it's easy to to go like in the fantastic world instead of just like portraying real life. And then that's why I have... Tons of friends, they are they love this kind of uh, productions and they've been inviting me to be part of it. And I kind of like it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like to see what I like to do. I don't like to do, uh, for example, go to a, a scared event, like just like a Friday night, for example. I don't, I, I don't feel anything, but I like to scare people. I like to 
call something that that will make them feel oh that's scary. And you know if I if you if you put yourself in makeup in that in that scary makeup, you would look terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Because you know and and you're also a bit of a contortionist in a way. You're a dancer as well, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. you and you can make all kinds of crazy moves with your body. Like I saw this one video of you going like upside down on your hands and on your hands and legs and walking backwards like kind of like the exorcist the woman from the exorcist and i was just like i was like oh my god she can she can move (laughs) but like um was that something that you were interested in as well like uh, the dancing and and um, doing all these weird moves with your body yeah i like to combine the arts for example for this particular uh, thing that you watched on my YouTube channel on, on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a combination of poetry. I, I was performing uh, some dance moves for, uh, um, yeah, just to, to have, because I, I was doing quite a lot of dancing here during, during the lockdown. And then I, I decided to write a poem according to the movements. Because usually that's opposite. I did another in Portuguese that I wrote a poem, and then I danced it according to the 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 the, the, the stanzas. I was like mm-hmm. doing, uh, I was like performing my poem. But for this one that you saw, I did the opposite. I, I was performing first, and I wrote the poem after, according to the movements. So it was like experiments. I love I love doing crazy stuff with my body and just dancing and doing um, crazy things, like experimenting as well. Because there are yeah. a lot of possibilities with the body. We can do some. We can discover more movements that you you never thought about it before. Because we are kind of like robots nowadays. You sit on the couch or whatever, and computer. You tap on our computer and then you do every activity like a robot so we don't know we don't even know our own bodies so and then that's why we always get or always feel pain back pain headaches and so because we don't take care of our bodies so mm-hmm. we have to discover every part of our body and it's like we call body awareness so we it's it's kind of important as well for acting because we can use every part of your body to trigger something on the character like the way you're gonna walk if it's like uh, a person with deficiency or if you have a a tick or like mannerism Mm -hmm. whatever and if you have like uh, I'm always touching my hair it's like my it's like me but I can use that for a character as well. Mm-hmm. I'm always fixing my head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and some people they, they they used to scratch their nose all the time. Uh, and if you, you, if you observe people, they have the those. Yeah, I have I have certain yeah. tics as well. I tend to do this a lot because you know when I, I the reason why I know all about all these tics is because I edit these podcasts and I see myself on video. And every time I see myself on video and I see the, these things, I do this or, you know, I have a tendency of playing with things like, so like I can't, like I, I fidget with things a lot. So for me, like 
these are these are my tricks you know and i notice these things when i when i do the podcast and i'm like would you stop playing with these things would you stop touching the side of your cheek like that <laughs> yeah that's why it's important to see ourselves like watch ourselves later because we notice things that oh my god uh, why do i do this so much i never thought about it i'm so weird uh, and then you can try to fix it or not if it's not a, something that bugs you so leave it yeah it, it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really bug me one of the things that that did bug me is i say like a lot oh, and it's I mean, it's it's, it's one of those things it's a, it's something like a filler word that i tend to use and i don't even realize it So again, when, I, when it comes to editing my podcast and putting it all together, and I'm hearing myself back, I always don't. I don't like to listen to myself. <laughs> it's it's so weird to listen to myself. Yeah, that's weird. I I know. <laughs> yeah, you probably know better than me, right? Because you watch yourself acting as well. Right? You probably seen the final cut of your films. Yeah, sometimes I don't like the 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 final pro. It's the 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 directors and the editors' choice. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they pick up the, what they think is the best performance, or what they think is the best, um, the, the 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 frame, best frame, the best angle, and they and they have to use the scene to for the for the final product. So uh, sometimes I feel like eh, I thought that the other take that I I, I I did was better, but anyway, so it's their opinion. So what can I do? Mm. And I end up liking because if I watch it all, okay, that that was a pretty thing. Yeah, I'm glad it came out. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's online. I'm glad they finished because sometimes we go to projects, just like student projects that I'm that I've been doing sometimes uh, quite a lot for mm. student films, mm-hmm. and they simply they don't just don't finish the thing. It was only for the assignment. They deliver the, I don't know the the cut for the for the assignment, and they don't finish the, the the whole thing, and you end up without a footage for your portfolio. Oh and God! That makes me feel really mad, and they have no interest in continuing because for any reasons, maybe because they already got the the grade for their assignment, or because they they break up, the the team splits, and they're not gonna see each other again, and whatever. Yeah, because uh, sometimes it's not important for them. They are doing yeah, it for assignment. credits, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's where you can see. That's where you can see where people are truly passionate about something. Like for someone like you, I can tell that you're truly passionate about your work and you know all of all of the stuff that you do, your creativity, and you are a really. Um, how should i say innovative person in terms of the stuff that you do uh you know when when i saw that that um the dance the dance poetry uh, is that what you call it or am i butchering the term dance poetry i think well i call it video poetry because video, video poetry, poetry. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, it's it's something that i hadn't it's something that i haven't seen before like it's it's something new right and it's something that actually made sense when you're watching the video when i'm like seeing you when i'm seeing you dance but i'm listening to the poetry in the back the movements that you're making make sense and mm-hmm. you can sort of relate to that and it's such a it, it for me it is it's such a weird thing because like you don't really see someone dancing to poetry you see someone dancing to to music 
but it's not it's weird in a good way like i mean it's it's something which is not really seen before and that i think that that sort of creativity should be put up on a pedestal and should be shown because you know everyone has uh things which they do which are deemed creative but really they're just following the trend of other people doing certain things myself included right i mean you have, there are millions of podcasts probably out there right so but what you're doing is something something very very different which you don't really see yeah it's it's kind of where we don't see a lot of video poetry with dance we can see some video poetry because i was thinking about people for example poetry is a thing that not everyone take it not everyone gets it uh it's hard to swallow for most of the people mm. but if you add some other elements to the poetry just like visuals and like a choreography or just like some animation so maybe it becomes more interesting for people to engage in poetry because it's really uh how can i say it's it kind of it, it's not something, it's not a literature like you, you can read a text and say, okay, I understand the story. Mm-hmm. Poetry, you have to think about it more. You have to uh, have to reflect it more. And people don't have time for that. They just want to read it. Okay. Or they just want to see, they prefer to watch a video. They prefer to listen to a music. Music is basically poetry, but with songs. Exactly. With music. Yeah. Right. Depending on the song, because some lyrics are, Ugh, no. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I hear the music these days, and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, people are losing the the, the the poetry aspect of the music. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of poetries that I po- poems that I wrote that some people were reading, and they say it could be a song, it could be a maybe. And I did quite a few with my poetries. I I transformed them into music as well. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I am a singer as well, so I, uh, I... I know you sing, but I didn't know you try, you, you made some of the poetry actual music. Yeah, some of my songs, I, they were poetry. They were poem before. And they, it, they, is there anything that you don't do? Um, <laughs> because you seem to be doing everything. You seem to be doing singing, dancing, poetry, acting. I don't know, what am I missing over here? I don't know. There's uh, like you just I'm not making money. That's it. I'm not <laughs> making money. Right now you're not. That's because you're studying. That's because you're studying. But you know, I mean, coming back to the entire music aspect of things, you know, your your poetry is really deep. Like I've read your poetry. I've seen you recite your poetry uh when you were in school as well. So um you, you clearly have a you're you're clearly inclined to those to so, those sort of um how should I say? They're not lyrics, but those sort of writings and the metaphors behind them. Mm-hmm. Is how, how my my question to you is really how do you come up with this stuff? Because it, it's it it might it, to me it seems really hard. Like I try, I'll give you one one example. For me, I started um, when I was young. I tried to write a song. It was the most it was the most horrible experience ever because I didn't know how to rhyme. Uh, the lyrics didn't make sense. Uh, I didn't know where to start, essentially. But you've made it, like, the, the stuff which you write seems really deep and, and really meaningful in a way. Like, how do you do it? I don't know. I think I, I get um, inspiration in everything. Because I, the other day, I wrote a script, just like a monologue for a short film, 
because I saw a pair of shoelaces. And that triggered me, mm, those shoelaces are here for a while. I never used them because I, they are wrong. I had to buy a new one. So I decided to write a script about that thing because only because I saw the shoelaces on the floor because they fell from the, the box that you were, oh, I forgot about those. And then it's just like crazy things that appears in my mind. The other day, um, I'm going to say it, but I don't know if it's proper. You can say it. I was with my, I can say it. You can say, I'll tell you, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I was, I was with my fiance. We are together mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah. Out of the blue, I came up with something. <laughs> Someone some up here and I say, wait, wait, stop, stop. I need to write it down. <laughs> oh my God. I wrote, I, I wrote it down. Like, wait, wait, wait a sec. I I wrote it down, just the topics, because I will develop it later. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I said, okay, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a, that, that must have been such a joy kill for him. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> if I did that, if I did that to my girlfriend, she would kill me. <laughs> yeah. I'm so blessed because uh, she's very patient with me because he knows that I'm kind of crazy. I have so many things in my head. I I talk a lot. I write. If I have an idea, I need stop, stop. I need to write it down. I I don't want to forget it. And then I write it down, and I'm kind of crazy and cuckoo and and I'm like this. So that's my that's my personality. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't call it crazy or cuckoo. I would I would call it um. I would I would call it really unique in a way, because really not you know when you look at everyone else who like just other people in general like they have very similar boring sort of lives and boring sort of experiences they go go to work come home eat their dinner watch some tv go to sleep rinse and repeat you on the other hand like it seems like you know you have these um this energy which just has to do things you know you need to be constantly engaged in something or the other to keep your mind active. And I think that is a, that is that in itself is a big gift because, you know, that, that sort of breeds creativity, right? And you look at some of the most creative artists in, in the world, some of the most creative musicians, actors, you know, um, they, people, people seem to think that they are weird quote unquote, but really they, they are, they're different from everyone else because they're not following the conventional societal norms and rules. They are not in that sandbox of society and they don't play by the rules of what is, what is considered normal and what is considered abnormal really. And I think that's awesome that you do that. I actually do really think that's awesome because much like you, I, I don't really follow the same sort of rules of society per se. Uh, I tend to speak my mind. I tend to do things that I want to do purely because I think that that would be like certain things would be cool, really, you know. Um, so I sort of get it from where you're coming from. I'm obviously not as uh, artistically inclined creative or have any good dance moves. Like if you see me dance, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so if you're, if you're able to move your body 
I, I don't care if it's ugly or if it's weird for you. It's okay because it's your body. So you can move it. You can do whatever you want. It's your body. So I think yeah, a part of it comes from embarrassment, you know, thinking that I'd probably be embarrassed about it. If I, if, you know, if I move my body and it looks like a stupid white guy dancing. <laughs> but, but it's for you. You don't have to show anyone. Right. Just dance for yourself. Just mm-hmm. go dance in the shower, dance in the washroom, dance whatever, in the <laughs> living room. Just move your body and be happy with it. Because, and you don't have to show anyone. Yeah, that's it. And I, uh, going back to what you're saying about normal people, regular people, it's mm-hmm. because they, they are afraid of showing what they are. They are always wearing masks. They are wearing masks all the time. That's a good analogy. We, yeah, we don't see them because uh, they, but they, they are forced to wear those masks. Like they have to wear a mask to go to school, a mask to, to go to work, a mask during a relationship. They don't mm. see themselves because they are too scared of showing what's inside. And people need to be more transparent. But sometimes when we are too transparent, we scared other people. That's why I have to control them. No, okay, I, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be less transparent. Just like a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. You know, everyone, there's no. Sorry, continue. Uh, sorry, not everyone can take it. If I have a struggle, if I have a problem, I know that I. Some people I can tell, I can talk about it. Some people I can't. Because some people I know they are strong enough to listen to me. They are mature enough to understand what I'm feeling. Others, I, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna judge me, or they're gonna uh, say, oh, "I don't care, whatever." So that's why it's really we have to measure mm. everything. You know, but I really like about what you said about people wearing masks outside. That's such a good analogy. You know, I mean, when I was actually ta- telling about people being normal and stuff, that's I was thinking of something on those lines, really. But I didn't, I couldn't quite put my finger on what I wanted to say. When you say people wear masks out in public, that's so true in so many ways. And I'm not talking about the mask for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's something that um, I, I think people, people want to be accepted in society. People, there's, there's a need for people to want to be accepted, to be deemed as someone who's level-headed, uh, who's stable, and you know doesn't have any quirks about them really you know and i think that's that's why people are the way they are in public right but obviously behind closed doors you don't know what skeletons people have in the closet right so um yeah. you know we all have some sort of demons yeah, in us it, i feel inside four walls we don't know uh, what happens but uh, during the day every day every day uh, we see people, they they need to fit. It's like uh, a very a machine, and we have to fit the the yeah. pieces need to match. And people were like, "I need to fit, otherwise I will be excluded. Otherwise, people will think I'm weird." And we have this this eager to fit. Sometimes, mm-hmm. if if we you are okay with yourself, if you are okay with 
with your own company, you don't feel like you need to fit. You can play around it. It's like, hey, sometimes I can fit. No, I'm going to be myself. No, I'm going to go there and, and try to fit just to see how it looks like. No, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to fit. I prefer fit, be myself. I already fit. I'm enough. I'm enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it stems from men, uh, from, from people in general being social, like social beings. We are social beings. We need other people around us so we don't go insane. Um, it's just that, at, you know, it, it, it comes to a point where everyone, you don't know who people, who they are for what they truly are because of that, right? So it, it, it takes a while for someone to really break out of that, um, to try and get to, to try and get into their comfort zone, I should say, because, you know, when you first meet a person, they tend to be very reserved and very, you get what I mean, right? So when, but when you, when you get to know the person and you get talking to them and you, and you sort of see what they are like, they tend to open up more, you know, and they seem to, and it almost seems like those insecurities seem to disappear the longer you speak with a person or the longer you know a person. And I find that really fascinating. You know, it's one of the reasons why I, I started this podcast is because I, I, I'd like to understand people and um, get, to, get to know them, get, that, get to know their thoughts and ideologies and stuff. And it's been, quite, it's been quite an experience for me, honestly, you know, meeting different people with yeah. different mindsets and imagine. everything. Yeah, I can imagine because it's, it's good to, to see different views, different point of views and understand what's going on with different minds. Because, okay, we, we are trying to fit most of our, our days, but we are unique, so we are unique beings. So we are, and sometimes only in a conversation like this, we're able to and make people know who we are. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's something that I like. It's something that's really interesting, you know, and that, that's why I'm really speaking to you over here, you know, because you're such a, ex- you seem like a very extroverted individual. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you're saying, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> if you think uh, I am. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be very, ex- yeah, you seem to be very extroverted. And you know, the thing is with you, oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, you've also written a book. Two two books oh yeah two books um are they are they um are they novels or uh, are they non-fiction the the first one is only a collection of poetry and some um other short stories that i wrote um and i published a while ago and the second one is just like collection of of it's like like it's not a uh, it's just a book with tips, advice for couples, how to be a, a good couple nowadays, how to, to survive. Yes, uh, how, how to be a good husband. I think that's the, yeah. that's the book, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now that you said it, I it's remember. It's kind of very, very interesting title because in honor to my parents because and also because of my fiancé, he, he is a very good husband per se. Although we're not officially married, but we are kind of living together so we are married <laughs> anyway and i choose this topic because actually i'm not talking like um 
I'm not pointing fingers at men. I'm <laughs> pointing fingers at women, actually. Really? And we, yeah. Sometimes we women we we oh we want a prince charming, we want a perfect man in our lives. But do we deserve them? Are we doing our parts? Are we doing our our homework to deserve a guy like this? Maybe we deserve a frog. Or maybe the frog is. Is that, that is that why the is that why the cover is a frog with a? Yeah, a frog with a crown because if the crown. a frog, he will become a prince or not. Or mm-hmm. And sometimes it's nice to hang out with a frog because it's our, it matches. But I have a prince. I have a prince. I, I'm not saying that. I have, <laughs> you have a frog. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, he's not a frog. Uh, yeah. He's too, too nice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I don't deserve. Sometimes I feel like it's too much for me. And I say, okay, if we're together for so long, maybe we deserve each other. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think the the secret to a happy relationship is making compromises. Uh, we all we all need to make compromises because honestly, you you cannot find someone the the perfect someone who is like you. So I'll give you an example with with my with my fiance. So she uh, is, here, here's the things with her, okay? She's vegetarian. I'm not. Ooh. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, um, she's uh, a Hindu. I'm a Christian, okay? Uh, she likes uh, the music, her music tastes are, are pop and, you know, basically poppy type of music. And I like rock and jazz and and 50s music and a whole bunch of different genres but not pop right <laughs> um we have uh, our tastes in music and movies are also very different our tastes in tv shows are very different we essentially have more differences than similarities between us if you had to look at it that way from from that perspective but if you had to dig a little deeper and, and find our underlying values, we have the same underlying values. Like she is one of the nicest people I have ever met. Um, when I say nice, I mean her genuineness is something which I do not really see in other people. The, and you know that is something which I tremendously value because I know for a fact that she is going to be uh, whatever she will be telling me, whatever she does comes from the honesty and goodness of her heart, right? So even though we have these other issues where you know vegetarian, non-vegetarian, Hindu, Christian, things like that, um, it it doesn't really matter as long as the underlying set of values. Uh, is present because I think that should be placed priority. I see very often that people, especially when they get into relationships, is that they, you know, they judge each other based on, you know, very superficial things like the kind of food they eat or the kind of stuff they 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 watch, the kind of pastimes they have, the kind of sports they play, you know, very superficial things which in the long run shouldn't ideally matter, but they judge people. And they judge their future life partner based on those decisions, you know. So I, I completely understand what you're saying, you know, with, with, with that book, you know, and, and you know, talking about deserving someone else, you know. Very interesting. Yeah. So sometimes we want something, but we need to, we need to, to 
reassess ourselves and see what am I doing? Who am I? Do I really deserve that person? And uh, do I, am I doing my part to deserve that person? So it's like a, a game of... It's an introspection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's have to value communication because since the beginning of a relationship, for example, you and your friends, you are two different from each other. But since the beginning, you knew already. You're being talking and communicating your, your ideas, your beliefs and stuff all the time since the beginning. So the communication has to start um, good since the beginning of the relationship. And if something's not going well, uh, if the, one of the person is not communicating well, the relationship is going gonna, is gonna to go down. Absolutely. Because communication is the key. For example, if you're tired, you worked all day and you're just tired. But then you were kind of being like, you're not answering her phone calls or, or maybe you, you, you don't want to talk because you're kind of tired. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And you say, no, nothing. I can relate to that. What's wrong? And you say, I told you that's nothing, but maybe she doesn't know because it can be something. But if you just explain, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just tired. Uh, I think I need to take a bath and relax. So that's it. And she said, ah, okay, I understand. But if you keep saying it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, there is a point that she's going to think that, okay, what am I doing wrong? It's, it's with me. Is he mad with me? Is he mm. mad at me? I don't know. If that's why the communication is important. Just say something. Say, explain what's going on. She's gonna maybe you were hiding something, like ah, I don't want to tell the uh, I'm going through financial issues, and then oh, I don't want her to know and blah blah blah. And then, but if you just explain, oh, I'm having some problems with my bank account and stuff. That's it. I'm just worried about my my money and stuff. And then she say, if I can help anything, blah blah blah. That's Communication. We are here to help each other, to communicate each other. And if the world doesn't know what we need, we, we're not going to get help. And in this case, if the, your partner doesn't know what's going on, she would not be able to help. And it's going to be a problem because this little nothing can become something because she'll be in her head. Oh, my God. It's with me. He's mad at me. I did something wrong. He's having an affair. Oh my God. And everything starts to be like a drama. It's like a telenovela and stuff. (laughs) No, I really. Yeah, yeah. You know, I totally agree. You know, and especially when you said, you know, about um, introspecting, um, you you didn't say the word particularly introspecting, but looking into yourself and asking yourself, do I deserve this person? And I can understand that because there are times, you know, when I look at her and I've actually told this, I'm like, why are you with me, man? You can do so much better than me. You know, like um, it's, it, it's, it's something that, that I have thought of in the past, really. What's, what's her answer? What's her answer? She, she's, the, what she tells me, you're a nice guy. I like, I, I quite like you for, for, the, for the person who you are because she, what she tells me is that, you know, you, you are, you speak your mind, 
you you know you don't give me drama like i am not someone who really gives drama you know so basically if she wants to go out with a few friends and if they are guys like i'll just be like go you know it's fine like i i i trust her that way so we have that sort of trust factor between us you know so but, but yeah you know much like what what i what what i told you about the values and stuff is what she tells me as well she's like our, our values align which is why you know whatever might be we all might have our faults and stuff you know but mm-hmm. you know as long as we have those values which align with each other i think we'd be fine you know and and i think that's something which which is which is really important to to think of you know to and and communication absolutely communication is is key in a relationship you know um i try my best to to communicate uh my thoughts and what is really going on in my mind because look if if something is going on tell them you know what at the most what's going to happen right you're not hiding anything you know, when you tell the truth it could it could potentially lead to a bad situation but really i know for a fact that my mind would be clean in that regard right so if she is there something wrong if if i'm if i'm in an off mood because of some stupid reason or whatever and i really don't want to talk i'll just be like i'm tired you know can you just please just let me be you know we can we can discuss some other time or we can talk some other time and she'll understand because yeah. you know we 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 communicate with each other so fantastic you know that that i totally agree with that the title of the book is how to be a good husband because i i i believe that there is no such as a perfect wife or a perfect something we're not perfect we are good for each other and we can grow together together we can be perfect but since we are apart we are just good good we are good no one is perfect in this world so that's that's something that people say ah you're you're giving advice for a perfect relationship no no i'm just giving advice for a good one mm-hmm. uh, the one that we, has happiness that has people grow together they look at the same direction instead of just looking opposite directions and that's it uh, that's the key for the relationship um caring and yeah you seem to be very enlightened <laughs> I, you seem to be or yeah you see you do you know you seem to have this sort of understanding about the world and the way people function and their attributes and mannerisms and behaviors you know and you've sort of managed to put that into a book and articulate it in such a way that what you're selling is not an not a perfect like you said it's not a perfect relationship it's a good relationship it's a healthy relationship right because you know can you can you can't have perfect a perfect relationship but yeah i think you've what you're doing especially and, and your acting your dancing your poetry your writing even you know like, like you've done it all <laughs> a little bit of everything because i don't i have to say i'm a gemini so i'm crazy i can do a lot of things at the same time and I feel like I need to be to feel productive like every day. So I don't freak out and I have so much to give to world. I have so much so much ideas. I have so many messages that passes in my head so I I feel like it's my duty 
is my mission to transform everything that goes around here in art. Everything that I observe, I channel in art. Everything that I that I live, that I my struggles, I think it's important. For example, my first book is called From Depression to Creation. And it's a way that I used to overcome major depression uh, through art. And I, I decided to write poet poems according to what I was feeling. And it was helping because if I, I the book has the poems in chronological order. And mm -hmm. you can see that the poetry becomes a little bit lighter by the end of the book. The more hopeful and hope. Because I was doing some therapy with art and just like arts crafts i was doing uh writing and dancing and performing so everything was helping me to go back because that that it's who i am because if i don't feel if i don't do anything if i if i'm uh if i'm not allowed to do art i get depressed so that's art keeps me happy alive and Good to go. Yeah, Good to go. that that's so cool, though. You know that you have those um, that you've that you've curated all of the poems you wrote, and the title of the book from depression to creation is such an apt title, really, mm -hmm. because it's it, it's the flow from where you were at to how you've grown and where you've where you've come to, and that like is it are these are these books available in English, or is it all in Portuguese? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think for for the the husband, it's easier to translate because uh, it's just like yeah. It's not it's not it's not poetry essentially. Yeah, poetry. I'm gonna have to work on them. Sometimes, to be honest, I it's been a long time since I don't look at those poems because I feel like I wrote them and they serve their purpose. So sometimes I that part know. of your life is over now. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. Sometimes I feel like getting, if, if I'm supposed to write poems in English, I have to start from scratch. Like the, what I'm feeling now, I'm going to start in writing what I'm feeling in English. Mm. So I'm going to have an idea. I've been writing a lot of scripts, or scripts already in other poems I'm, uh, in English. But if I have to translate those that I wrote a long time ago, maybe uh, I feel like I'm not gonna be able to do a good job uh, or maybe i don't want i just don't want it maybe i just don't want it <laughs> yeah I don't know. I, for your future for, for in going forward do you have anything yeah, in the pipeline I, well i think uh yeah i have some other poems and i have some scripts and i and i have other things that i would like to and i have the the husband the good husband that i would like to translate mm -hmm. but I feel like I need to to publish like one or two books in English before going back to the old ones and <laughs> right and translating them. Yeah. You know, with, when you when you do publish it. Good. Sorry? When you when you do publish it. Send me a copy or you know, let me know that you do so so I can get a copy from you or buy a copy from oh. you. So yeah, because I'd be really interested in, in reading what you're writing. You know, I would have read your books right now, but I don't understand Portuguese. <laughs> so there you go. Need to learn. Ah, but you, 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 right? Because 
Yeah, you're yeah. not only the person that only speaks English. You 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 know other languages, right? <laughs> I do, I do. So yeah, Hindi Hindi is is, an, is another language I know. But uh, yeah, you know, it's been about an hour now. Has it been? Yeah, it's been about an hour right now. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 flew that flew by pretty fast. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, you know, really really awesome discussion. I really really enjoyed it. You know, you have some wonderful insights that you had to share and you shared so much about your life and your experiences and all that you do you know i wish you the best in in your career and you know it's one thing i want to leave you with is that you see you see a lot of people who want to get into acting into directing into writing or singing or whatever but they aren't really truly passionate about it you have that spark in you for for doing these things you know so Whatever you're doing is 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 fantastic, you know. And I just want to say, keep it up, and you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, when I saw when I saw the the dance uh, the video poetry that you that you made, I was like, wow, this is this is cool. This is very innovative, you know. So keep up with the innovative stuff, and um, yeah, that's that's really about it. So once again, thanks for coming on. And thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this today. And good luck with your podcast and your projects and your relationship as well. And keep going, keep being this awesome guy because you you know how to talk to people. You know how to you know you know how to make people feel good. So that's your mission, and I think <laughs> understand people and make them feel good about themselves. So I try. You're, you're good at it. You're good. <laughs> thank you kindly. Good, thank you. Good luck with everything and thanks. Thanks again. Send me all of your links to your books, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, so I can put it up on the description of the video as well. So oh, cool. Yeah. So if anyone wants to check to check you out, then they'll have the link. So there's that. Alright, so it's uh yeah, it's a little past the hour, so Thanks once again. Take care. Uh, have a good night and all the best for the rest of your semester. And I'm sure you're going to do well. All right. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.